You're listening to the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast, the weekly show sharing proven methods and systems in marketing, equipment, and customer service, educational and motivational, to help make your lawn care business an overwhelming success. Now here's your host, Julio Tomei. Welcome, Lawn Care Nation, to another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. I'm your host, Julio Tomei, and this is episode number 38, entitled, Does Age Matter? Well, hello, everybody, and thanks again for joining me this week for another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. I really appreciate you guys tuning in each and every week uh, and appreciate those of you who have reached out and uh, emailed me um, and asked me questions or thanked me for uh, the podcast or just let me know uh, that they have enjoyed listening to the podcast um, as well, um, I just uh, would like to thank uh, everybody who has joined Lawn Care Nation and joined the mailing list. Um, uh, you would have noticed uh, some of the newsletters coming out. Uh, I tried to do, or I'm trying to, I should say, uh, do it uh, once a week. Um, but as you may have noticed last uh, or the week uh, before, uh, I didn't put one out. Uh, I put one out on Friday. Uh, so it's still, um, you know, an ongoing thing, sort of fine tuning uh, what I want to do with it um, and trying to get um, enough good content to put in uh, a mailing list letter for you guys uh, each week. Uh, I just don't want it to be um, sort of useless information. I want it uh, to have uh, meaning and actual uh, content as well as uh I'm working on some other uh, documents and things that I can offer as free downloads uh, to those who have joined the mailing list. Um, as you know, uh, the uh, eight-page uh, PDF uh, uh, landscape maintenance contract um, that you get when you uh, first sign up uh, obviously is uh, provided for you, but uh, it's also provided in each and every episode or sorry, each and every uh, edition of the newsletter in the download section at the bottom of the newsletter. So if you lose your email or you lose that link or you want to download it again, that link is provided in each newsletter. Um, and as well, I'll be adding to that. So watch out for the bottom of that newsletter uh, for more uh, downloadable documents and letters and things like customer letters and things that you can use in your business. Uh, I'll be adding those uh, over time to the bottom of the newsletter exclusively to people who join uh, Lawn Care Nation, join the mailing list. So if you haven't already, uh, you can do that by heading on over to lawncarebusinesssuccess.com and uh, doing that. And uh, so this week's episode um, is uh, all about does age matter when running a lawn care business? Um, can you be too old to run a lawn care business? So we'll be getting into that and my thoughts on that uh, just after uh, these messages. So stay tuned. Hey guys, if you have any questions or comments about the show, I'd love to hear from you. You can head on over to lawncarebusinesssuccess.com forward slash contact. And while you're there, why not join my mailing list and get access to a free PDF document of a landscape maintenance contract you can feel free to copy and use in your own business. For you Instagram users out there, be sure to follow me at Lawn Care Business Success. And if you haven't checked out my videos yet, well, what are you waiting for? Be sure to subscribe to the Lawn Care Business Success YouTube channel. Now, I know you guys love listening to audio while you work as much as I do, so I've partnered up with Audible to offer you guys a free 30-day trial and two free audiobooks of your choice. 
There's no long-term commitments and you can cancel anytime. And get this, even if you cancel during your free trial period, you still get to keep the two free audiobooks. It's a great way to try the service and to see if Audible is right for you. So why not give it a try? Head on over to lawncarebusinesssuccess.com forward slash audible. Now back to the show. Okay, so um, this week's episode, uh, like I said before the break, is all about uh, does age matter and whether or not, um, you know, uh, can you be too old to start a landscape business or to run a landscape business? Now, this um, is a topic um, that's becoming more relevant for me as I get older um, uh, and I've noticed in my own uh, production sometimes, uh, and notice in my own, uh, physical abilities that I'm starting to slow down. Um, now I just turned, uh, well, I didn't just turn, but, uh, I'm 40, uh, and I will be turning, uh, 41 in the next, uh, few weeks, uh, in mid-March. Um, and, uh, so this is, uh, with this being my 10 year, uh, or last year being my 10th year. This is uh, now uh, going into my 11th year of doing lawn care uh, full-time as my only uh, job. Um, you know, this is one of the things I start to look at. Uh, last year, um, it became more evident that I was starting to slow down, uh, particularly in part because of having all of the equipment stolen uh, in, uh, the middle of the summer there, having the trailer stolen and, uh, you know, basically being cleaned out of all of my, uh, equipment. Um, for those of you that have listened to earlier episodes of the podcast, uh, regarding equipment and stuff, you'll know, uh, um, you know, my journey as far as ride-ons go, my history, um, with all the different, uh, sort of ride-ons of having, you know, zero turn, uh, gravely ride-ons and walkers, uh, John Deere tractors and all that sort of stuff. And then, uh, with the last year, uh, using or last few years, at least using a John Deere tractor as my, um, ride-on basically because of the mild, winters we get here um the amount of rain that we get where there's no uh, real snow this year is probably uh one of the worst years where you know the ground's not really even frozen it's uh you know it's always soggy and damp all winter um so you know i had been using going to lighter and lighter machines because of uh, rutting and stuff throughout the year uh, and finding that machines like uh uh, the walker that I owned, um, you know, I loved that mower. It was fantastic, but it was just way too heavy and had very uh, little ground clearance for uh, the lawns that I was doing. So if it sank a little bit, it would start to get stuck because, you know, the undercarriage and bottom of the mower was so close to the ground, you know, and then I actually started moving to uh, a residential uh, basically a lawn tractor from all those commercial large mowers to a residential lawn tractor, uh, because of that, uh, issue of it, uh, constantly getting stuck. And with the, you know, a residential, basically John Deere, uh, mower, I found, uh, because of its, uh, versatility, as far as being able to side discharge and mulch or bag, um, quite easily and height adjustments were done quite easily. Um, that, uh, you know, if it ever got stuck, 
the mower was so light, you know, 400 pounds compared to, you know, 1500 pounds for the walker that when it did, uh, or if it did ever uh, got stuck, um, it was easily, I could easily push it myself, um, out of a, a rut or so. Um, and, uh, that in fact proved true, um, you know, a couple of times. So, uh, as you know, I've been using that and stuff and that in the summer got stolen as well. Um, along with all the other commercial equipment that I had, uh, the Honda HRC 216 21 inch mower, um, I still, uh, uh, trimmers, uh, my still, uh, BR 500 backpack blower, uh, all the extensions and attachments for the KM 110, uh, power head, uh, still power head that I was using. Um, you know, uh, they wiped me out pretty much of everything. Um, now because of that, you know, I was fully covered in insurance. So, you know, I got, uh, basically paid back for everything that was stolen. Um, but what was left was that, uh, lingering fear that, um, you know, whoever had stolen the equipment would probably be back to try again, knowing that, uh, you know, stuff would be replaced and it would be new equipment. So I've held off on buying, um, a lot of the equipment that I had and figured that, you know, I'll just, instead of, uh, taking, uh, the insurance money in one lump sum and going to the dealer and buying everything all at once that I would just slowly add to the equipment, uh, as needed. So because of that, I had to, uh, last year, I basically, uh, just purchased a handheld blower. It was the middle of summer. So I was like, you know, I'm not even gonna buy my backpack blower at the moment. I'm just gonna buy the, uh, handheld blower that I had in the trailer as well. I had a, a still, uh, handheld blower. One of the ones that converts into a vacuum mulcher, uh, that I would use for, um, you know, sucking up debris and stuff in uh, rock garden beds and things like that. Um, so I said, you know, I'll just uh, get that for now, keep it to a minimum to what I'm going to use. Um, so I had bought, uh, you know, the still, uh, trimmer again, uh, and I bought the, the handheld blower and, uh, I had my old, um, Honda HRC 216 that I had bought or got with my franchise initially, uh, in 2010, um, or sorry, uh, 2000, was it 2010? Yeah. 2010. Um, no, I'm not correct there. 2005, I should say, there we go. 2005. Uh, when I got that original HRC 16, I had replaced it two years ago. Um, basically 2000, was it 2000? 12 or 2013 with a newer HRC 216. And that's what I was using. And that's what was in the trailer, uh, that got stolen. The old original HRC 216 I had, uh, you know, in storage, um, it runs perfectly. Uh, the only problem with the old mower is again, because of the amount of rain we get around here, the deck was, uh, pretty rotten. It was all uh, rusty and stuff from all the years of mowing. I had welded some patches and stuff on it, uh, but the the uh, metal started getting so thin that even uh, basic repairs were uh, starting to become uh, harder and harder to do. And I was having to pop rivet, uh, you know, metal together because I couldn't even weld it anymore. It would just burn through. Um, so I pulled that out of storage. Uh, I had kept it as a, you know, a backup or to use for parts. And, uh, 
put that back into service and use that for the last, uh, basically from July, uh, through to the end of the season last year. And it was uh, a tough go as you know, it started to uh, fall apart towards the end and I was having to patch it up more and more. Um, so in thinking, you know, in using that equipment only having the tractor taken away, I didn't replace the tractor right away. Um, I had to start doing a lot of walking, a lot more than I would have normally done um, with a lot of the properties. And uh, it uh, was evident, um, you know, how much it, how much harder it was to do now um, than it was when I was younger. Um, you know, issues like um, just sore knees uh, and joints were becoming more and more apparent, um, you know, at... Um, in the evenings, I would go for, uh, you know, go to take my uh, kids to uh, their soccer practices and stuff. And, um, you know, I'd be uh, talking to other parents and they'd be you know, coming from their regular uh, nine to five jobs and they would want to go for a walk, you know, around the fields and stuff while the kids were practicing and stuff. And, uh, you know, they would... Uh, hint to uh, using pedometer apps and stuff and saying, you know, that uh, they want to, you know, reach their 10,000 steps for that day. And, uh, you know, I would pull out my iPhone and look at my pedometer app and I uh, had already uh, surpassed the 30,000 steps that day. Uh, never mind trying to reach a 10,000 step mark. Um, you know, so I was doing on an average day um, what somebody strives, you know, three times the amount of what somebody would strive for on a regular day. Uh, so, you know, it became, uh, something I just kind of put off as far as replacing the tractor. Um, and, uh, you know, I thought if, if I can make it to the winter, um, then I can sort of think about it over the winter, what I want to do um, and, uh, go from there, see if I want to replace the tractor. Um, there was some other things, you know, I looked at, uh, as far as uh, the tractor goes and I didn't really like the newer model that they had put out, um, of the residential John Deere tractors. They had changed some things that kind of made it goofy. Um, when one particular thing was, uh, on the, the model that I had, it had a really large fuel tank on it, um, with a little sort of window area that you could see, uh, the fuel. And you could also obviously look underneath the back seat where the fuel tank was located. And it was just in a you know, a clear sort of white container and you could see the fuel level and, you know, just by looking at it and they changed that and went to having a sort of, instead of having that little clear window, they went to a fuel gauge sort of system. Um, but by doing so, and, and what they did with this was, it, you know, depending on the weight of the fuel in the fuel tank, the, I guess the fuel tank would actually move, up and down sort of like on a spring and that would cause the gauge to move up and show you how much uh thing you had but by doing that they had to make room for the movement of the tank so they put a smaller tank in and then they made the tank black so you couldn't see what was actually in it um so that was like on you know last year's model so i really didn't like that because i thought that's pretty useless you're taking away capacity to put some sort of a gimmicky uh fuel gauge 
um, thing on there with more parts that can wear out and break and stuff like that. When just having a clear container like you've always had that you can look at and visually see how much fuel in, it just makes more sense. But because I guess it's a residential unit, um, you know, they're sort of going for the cool factor uh, in that sort of thing. Not really, you know, it's not meant for commercial use. So they're not looking at production. They're looking at the homeowner who's using it sort of thing. But in my particular case, it's the mower uh, for me that's best suited for my conditions based on the experience and based on the amount of times that, you know, when using large commercial uh, ride-ons, I would get stuck um, and uh, end up making, you know, a bigger mess because of uh, rutting and stuff. So, you know, not wanting to replace the mower or the tractor at the time because of that goofy um, sort of thing, uh, you know, I decided to hold off and that really started to show me that uh, I couldn't keep up with my younger self. Um, when I think back to the amount of stuff that I used to do and, uh, the amount I used to go through, um, you know, the amount of, um, for example, aerations and things I could do in a day, um, to, you know, what I can do now, um, has, you know, dramatically, uh, dropped. Now, do I think, uh, age restricts you from starting a lawn care business? No, but I do believe that you have to have, I think your fitness level is more important than your age. Um, but even, you know, at a certain fitness level, I don't think you'd be able to keep up with, uh, um, you know, younger guys who are equally as driven, obviously an older person who's driven uh, to succeed is still going to have um, the ability to get more accomplished than a younger person who um, is not driven and doesn't really care. Um, but the age when comparing yourself is still going to be a factor. Um, and uh, like I say, I always joke around that, um, you know, now I know why professional athletes all uh, seem to retire around my age. Um, and it's just because when you, you know, they may feel fit uh, or feel young uh, in their mind. And that's how I feel. I still feel like, uh, uh, you know, at times that I'm a kid in high school still, you know, that sort of uh, mentality at times, but my body tells me otherwise um, that, uh, you know, I just can't keep up anymore when I uh, go out and, uh, you know, play with my kids and stuff like that. You know, I can't uh, play for as long as I used to um, just because you just you start to get tired. And I noticed a lot last year as well um, that uh, you start to get uh, sleepier more often. Um, I remember growing up as a kid. And, uh, my dad, uh, he worked in construction and he worked, uh, uh, building or, you know, as one of the laborers or builders, uh, doing, uh, high rises, um, in the downtown core of Vancouver. And I remember him coming home from work and, uh, having uh, dinner almost, you know, on a daily basis. And, uh, you know, he would 
uh, go sit on the couch uh, after dinner and he would turn on the news and uh, the next thing you know, he was asleep and, uh, you know, he would fall asleep on the couch and uh, he would uh, pretty much sleep the evening away and we would all be in the living room watching uh, television and, uh, you know, when it was time to go to bed, uh, somebody would wake him up and he would... uh, you know, wake up and, and go to bed. And I used to, um, well, as a kid, I used to laugh. <laughs> He's always asleep. Right. Um, and the funny thing is now it's happening to me. I like, uh, sit on the couch and, you know, start to watch TV or a lot of times I'll, um, actually most, most times I'll, uh, grab the laptop and have it on my lap and have the TV sort of in the background um, but I'm not really watching it sort of in the background is noise or I'll glance at it from time to time. I don't even, uh, most times look at what's on TV I just turn it on and, uh, and, uh, you know, unless it comes on and it's on family channel for my kids, you know, I'll change the channel and I usually go to a history channel or something like that. And, you know, either Pawn Stars or American Pickers or something like that is on and I'll just have that on in the background while I'm uh, working on the lawn care business success website um, and doing things uh, related to that. Um, But uh, I found myself uh, starting to doze off more and more uh, just sitting there on the couch, um, you know, doing that. And then then, uh, there was a time before I started working on the, uh, the website when I would actually, um, you know, be watching TV and, uh, you know, a few years ago, probably around 2011 about there, um, you know, we got one of those, uh, PVR systems or DVR systems as it may be called in some places, um, that let you record a bunch of shows at once and stuff. And I think the one we have does five or six shows at once you can record, um, and, uh, you know, and then you'd go back and watch your TV shows and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, fast forward five years later, I don't even use the thing. My kids do. They're constantly, you know, using the DVR and stuff. And a lot of the shows that I had previously, um, scheduled to record are in their recording. But the funny thing is now when I try to watch an episode of anything, if it's a half an hour episode of some show, uh, it usually takes me, uh, on average three times to get through that half hour show because I end up falling asleep part way through it. And, uh, you know, I'll wake up and be, oh man, like now it's time to go to bed. And, you know, I might be, uh, find myself on the couch sometimes at, uh, you know, midnight or two o'clock in the morning. And it's like, what the heck? Uh, you know, I gotta sit here and the, the PVR or the TV screen is showing, uh, you know, the, the sort of end of the episode where it asks you if you want to keep the episode or delete it. And it's like, man, so I, you know, I'll go the next day and try again. And, uh, you know, and sometimes I'll just fall asleep all over again. Right. And like I said, it'll take me two or three times to get through that episode. Um, just from being so tired, uh, after the day's, uh, work. Um, so I noticed it a lot, uh, heading into my forties, um, that, uh, you know, starting to slow down a lot more, uh, than I used to. I couldn't, can't uh, keep up to the work, uh, flow that I did. Now I remember being 
you know, when I first started with the franchise system, um, of lawn in the lawn care business, um, you know, one of the things that I liked about it going in was that, uh, you could seemingly grow your business or build your business to whatever size you wanted and to whatever sort of level you wanted. I remember seeing, you know, the majority of the franchisees uh, were uh, single uh, owner operators uh, or, you know, owner operators that had one employee helping out in some cases, two employees, but there was a few franchises that had, uh, you know, maybe two trailers out there or sometimes even three trailers with three crews out there. Um, and there was uh, everything all the way down to more elderly, um, franchisees, a lot older than I am right now, um, that were still operating their businesses, working, uh, you know, on their own or with a helper, um, or working at, a sort of reduced, um, level and just doing, um, you know, a couple of lawns a day and, uh, you know, having sort of a daily goal of what they wanted to accomplish, but not really rushing into it. Not really, uh, uh, you know, worrying about that. I remember one in particular, a really nice guy. And, uh, he always had his dog with him. Um, uh, and I thought that was just, you know, really cool that, uh, you know, he had the freedom to be in this franchise, uh, to be in a, his own lawn care business, um, and to be, you know, older and still be able to go out there and do it. And he would, uh, he had a, a very obedient, uh, uh, dog and, um, he would go out and pull up to a job whether it was like a hedge trimming or he was mowing a lawn or something and he would let his dog out of the truck and his dog wouldn't uh roam around or anything the dog would just sit there and hang out it would like uh, find a spot on the on the lawn if he was doing a hedge or something and he would just uh sit there if it was in a sunny day the dog you know you know find a spot in the shade and just uh, lie down and hang out and wait for his owner to finish the job. Um, and I thought it was like just such a, a neat thing, right? He was at his own own pace, didn't really care about, uh, you know, what was going around around him. Um, and uh, as long as he sort of met his daily goal of uh, the amount of money he wanted to make for that day. And, uh, you know, it wasn't a huge amount. It was maybe uh, maybe three or or you know, $400 or something a day. Um, and he was content with that and, um, you know, good for him. Uh, but I remember seeing that and going, Hey, you know, this is great. You know, you can sort of adjust and stuff and that's how, um, you know, you can adapt. There's a lot of different, uh, options being older. Uh, the, the thing to remember is just that you can't, uh, expect yourself to maintain, um, the level of, uh, work, if you're going to be doing this alone, that you can't expect the level of work to be, uh, the same, um, as it was when you were younger. Um, so if you're going into this brand new and you're older, that's totally fine. It's totally acceptable. Like I say, I've, I've known and seen lots of guys doing it. Uh, but you're, you know, there's those things that you're going to have to deal with that the younger uh, generation isn't going to like, uh, achy joints, um, and, uh, you know, tired level, 
or tiredness level, um, and, uh, sort of wiping out your evenings, um, when you get home and having to rest and recover. Now, this is one of the reasons why now, um, I don't do snow removal. Not that we have any snow anymore, um, around here lately, but, uh, you know, every few years, I'm sure, uh, we'll still get a big, uh, hit of snow. I think the last time we had a big uh, chunk of snow was 2010, um, here. And ever since then, it's been, you know, just a tiny bit of snow or, uh, you know, some, uh, we might get, uh, four or five inches of snow, um, for one day. And, uh, by the afternoon, it's, uh, already all gone because it just starts to turn to mush and, uh, you know, it warms up and, or it starts to rain and, uh, it starts to wash it all away. So I haven't done too much of that. Um, but in 2010, we had a bunch of snow and I did a whole bunch of snow removal that year you know, basically working through the night and stuff and doing all that. But, uh, for now, the most part, I shut down my business now, um, at the end of the mowing season, I still do, you know, advertise that it's a year round business. Um, but, uh, you know, for the most part, you're not getting any calls and stuff. Um, you know, if ever there was uh, some calls throughout uh, the winter or something with somebody wanting something done, then obviously I would uh, go and look at that. But, for the most part, I'm not actively seeking work. Uh, and I use that time now because of, uh, the achiness and, uh, particularly this last year, um, with having to do all of those larger jobs with a 21 inch mower to finish off the season. Um, you know, I've used this last winter, especially just to recover, um, and let my joints uh, rest. Uh, there was times there uh, towards the end of the season where I would get to bed and I would be waking up throughout the night, uh, just in pain, um, from my knees, uh, from all that, uh, the walking. Um, so I've noticed that, uh, that's gone away now after, uh, four months of, uh, basically, uh, not, uh, pushing a lawnmower, um, or is it three months, three months of not pushing a lawnmower, basically December, yeah, three months. Uh, so far, I'm not pushing a lawnmower around every day. Um, so that, uh, you know, I've been able to sleep better now um, without that. So going forward, um, this was really a sort of make it or break it year for me. I was uh, deciding on whether I was going to continue on uh, in the lawn care business um, this year. Um, or if I wanted to try something different. So, uh, and because of my age again, um, you know, there's some strategies that, uh, you can implement, um, with that, uh, as you get to start to think about those sorts of things of whether you should continue if you're getting older, um, or if you should do some other stuff. Uh, so, uh, I'll get into that, uh, right after uh, these messages. Hey guys, if you've listened to my show for any length of time, you know how important I think it is to have a strong online presence to help grow your business. So if you haven't already built a website for your business, well, what are you waiting for? If you just don't know where to start, well, the first step would be to find a reliable web host provider. HostUpon is the company I trust for the LawnCareBusinessSuccess.com website, as well as my own lawn care company's website. They offer unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, 
easy one-click WordPress installs, you get a free domain name for life, and they even offer unlimited add-on domains, so you can host multiple websites on your one account. And all this for just $3.95 a month. So if you want to check it out, head on over to lawncarebusinesssuccess.com forward slash host upon. That's H-O-S-T-U-P-O-N. And don't worry, if you have no experience and this is still a bit overwhelming for you, I've put together a 55-minute step-by-step tutorial video for beginners called How to Build a Basic Website with WordPress and Hostapon. You can find it on the LawnCareBusinessSuccess.com website as well as the Lawn Care Business Success YouTube channel. Okay, so some of the things, uh, like I said, uh, are hinted on before the break there that... Uh, you know, as I was getting older in this last year, particularly with stuff being stolen and doing a lot more uh, physical activity again, um, because of it, um, you know, a lot of the properties that I had there, a lot of the bigger ones, I was using the tractor on. And now all of a sudden, you know, I had to uh, start doing them with a 21 inch mower. And I got through it, um, you know, and I, I had put off the buying a large mower for a couple of reasons. Um, and one of the reasons was that, you know, I thought I could make it towards the end of the season. Um, I was at the time worried about uh, getting another tractor or a ride on and having it on the back of the trailer. Because up until that point, once the, the equipment got stolen, I started to um, unload everything every night. Um, so before then, I was just leaving the uh, tractor on the back of the trailer. Um, and all of the other equipment was inside the um, solid steel um cargo box area of the trailer you couldn't see what was in there um and it was really it's really uh heavy heavy steel the trailer is built like a tank it's a custom built trailer um so basically the trailer has a big box on the front enclosed solid steel has a sort of a, a ramp door that opens on the side a 36 inch wide door that folds down and you can pull out your uh you know, your uh, 21 inch mower and your trimmers and stuff like that are in there. And it's on the uh, passenger side. So when you pull up to a property, um, you know, here, you know, parking, obviously in North America, you're parking on the right hand side of the street. So on the passenger side, you pull the, the door open and it's a ramp door that sort of, you know, opens up right onto the sidewalk or onto the, the property that you're in front of. And you can pull out your mowers and trimmers and stuff like that. And then the tractor I had in the back, there was a box uh, built with um, like four or five foot. No, it's about five foot, five foot tall side walls around it. Uh, and it's a hydraulic dumping bed that was uh, not attached to that front part of the enclosed box so that back area was independent and you could have uh, you know use it to uh it had some um custom built doors on the back that could be opened either as uh sideways as barn doors or they could be folded down as ramps um and uh you know you could have the tractor or ride on in there i had the walker in there when i had that um and then uh you know you could also unload that and uh leave it uh, at home and then uh, use the back as uh you know getting a load of dirt and stuff like that and it actually had a dumper on it and you could dump the dirt out and all that sort of stuff so, um, you know, I was, 
not replacing the trailer right away because of the not wanting to leave it on the the uh, back of the trailer uh you know right after being that first one being stolen and uh you know not wanting to sort of go through that again so soon so i was holding off as much as i could on replacing that uh and then with the rest of the equipment i was unloading it every day now um and then loading it every morning before so uh you know i was doing all those uh properties those bigger properties with the smaller uh more now the other thing that started to get me to think about as far as the larger tractor and stuff goes was that you know density is getting absolutely crazy um the growth population growth here um in the lower mainland of British Columbia is getting insane. Um, there is just, uh, so much, um, need for places for, uh, people to live. The average, um, you know, properties here go for sale now and they're sold pretty much the same day or same week that they go up for sale. Um, and you know, it's not uncommon now for properties to, uh, sell for well above, um, the asking price. Um, I have a friend who's a realtor who, um, was telling me about a property, well, a couple of properties, uh, and, uh, one of them in my general neighborhood that sold, uh, ended up selling for, uh, $70,000 over the asking price, um, because there was just, uh, uh, I think there was, I think she said, uh, 23 offers, uh, on the property. Um, and it's just a standard regular home for this area. Um, but there's just not, um, enough houses, available in the market for the influx of people moving here. Um, you know, especially with the, uh, you know, for Canada, this is sort of an odd, or uh, you know, a different situation when you people, generally people think of Canada, they think of, uh, you know, cold and snow and igloos and things like that. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of areas across Canada that are very, very cold and get tons of snow all year. Um, but here on the West coast, you know, um, like I said before, it's very rare for us to get snow. We get it uh, every couple of years. Um, or we'll, you know, we might get a day or so each year with a couple of flurries and stuff, but that's about it. Um, so it's very, very mild weather. Uh, the summers are really nice and warm. We had a drought this year. Uh, it was so, uh, sunny and hot for so long. Um, so it's becoming attractive to people, um, as it becomes more and more known, um, and I guess, uh, featured in a lot now, you know, there's the Hollywood North here. They film tons of movies here. Uh, that Deadpool movie that just uh, came out was filmed here. Um, there's so many, um, uh, movies and things that's featured in a lot of films and television shows, uh, partly as well because of the dollar and its proximity to Hollywood. Um, you know, it's only a two hour flight to Los Angeles and to Hollywood yet, uh, you know, currently the dollar is, uh, almost, uh, 
40% difference to the US dollar. So for a lot of uh, these production uh, places, um, you know, coming to Vancouver makes a lot of sense. Uh, so because of that, property prices are increasingly going crazy. Um, and as a result, they're starting to build a lot more smaller and smaller and smaller properties and, and uh, maximizing the, the size of the house. Um, so larger square footage houses, but more in terms of, you know, like a three story house um, on a smaller footprint, um, you know, so properties now uh, not uncommon to see a lot of neighborhoods popping up with only 4,000 foot uh, uh, properties. Um, and you might have a 3,500 square foot house on top of that, uh, but it's building up. Um, a lot of common themes now is uh, having carriage homes or laneway housing, um, where instead of a garage, you'll have your main house, but then you have another rental property um, in the form of what looks like a garage, but it's a house. And uh, just very like a miniature version of a house uh, that's starting to pop up a lot um, or these carriage homes, I think they're called where you have the garage, but instead of it just being the garage, then they'll build a second story on top of that. And there's like a little uh, apartment above the garage that you can rent out. Um, so a lot of density happening. So because of that as well, I started to think of, you know, do I really need a tractor anymore because eventually, um, you know, the homes that I do that are bigger properties are older homes and those will eventually, uh, you know, start to fade away and, um, you know, in their place, it's inevitable that, uh, you know, instead of one house being built on a large corner lot, they're going to start to squeeze two houses, uh, onto those, um, there's a big debate right now, actually, in local media about a house um, that uh, sold uh, on the west end of Vancouver for roughly $6 million um, and had a recent renovation of $300,000, including uh, all new windows, um, and hardwood flooring and all that stuff being upgraded on the house. And the new owner that just paid the $6 million for it um, is planning to tear it down to build a newer house. And there's actually a petition of people going around going, this house is only 20 years old. It's had $300,000 in upgrades. It's gorgeous looking house. And the uh, current owner wants to tear it down to build a new house. Um so there's a lot of craziness happening in the housing market here. So that was another reason I started to think about holding off as far as the bigger tractor goes is do I actually need this going forward? Yes, it's something that I've used uh, consistently until this point. But, you know, the trend is showing me that it's something that in my particular business from where I am, the area I service this is not something that uh, I probably will need in the future. And luckily, I did hold off uh, because I actually, uh, over the winter here, when sending out my MailChimp um, 
email uh, where I uh, told you guys where I, I do the year or the normal spring one where I ask people if they're returning, um, you know, that mowing will be uh, automatically continued uh, coming up and stuff. And for them to let me know before March 1st, if uh, there's any changes to the service. Well, I got um, one cancellation um, thanking me for my service, but that, uh, you know, they were going to move and that was a property that I used the tractor on. And then I got another one, uh, with the exact, uh, same thing. Um, but that one said, uh, that, uh, yes, they need me to continue, but the house is going up for sale and, uh, you know, um, so it would probably be only for a couple months until the, the closing and, uh, the the sales all finalized that they're moving uh, out of town to be uh, closer to their children. So another uh, one, and that one currently, the one where they said that they're going to be putting the house up for sale, that they've decided to move closer to the children. That one is uh, probably the biggest property that I have at the moment. Um, so another one where um, the tractor, uh, you know, will no longer be needed on. So as I start to lose those, uh, and subsequently those ones are all ones that are, uh, sort of out of my, uh, target area. Um, you know, they're ones, uh, that people have called me, uh, or they see the trucks around or have been referred to and stuff, but they're not really my focus area. So I'm okay with losing those ones. Um, as I get build up, uh, more and more of a presence in my target, uh, area each and every year, but my target area, um, you know, there's, uh, less and less of the, uh, larger properties as, uh, it just becomes more and more dense, um, with those carriage homes and those laneway housing and all that sort of stuff and, and newer neighborhoods popping up with smaller lawns. Um, so, you know, even thinking the last few weeks about, uh, getting a, a more that is, um, you know, a walk behind or something like that. You know, I'm starting to even, uh, you know, reconsider even something like that. And maybe just sticking to, you know, the Honda HRC 216, um, you know, having a discussion with a couple other people and them saying, you know, but you have to remember about, uh, you know, how tight they're building these houses now. And, uh, you know, even getting in between houses, um, you know, with a, say a 30 inch, six inch walk behind mower would be an issue to get into a backyard and stuff. Um, so I'm starting to reconsider that because I was thinking of that as an alternative to getting a tractor, um, was to get a, you know, a 36 inch type walk behind or 32 inch type walk behind. Um, so I may have to stick to the 21 inch mowers, um, as that being a good, uh, point that, uh, I wouldn't be able to even get it into, uh, some backyards for a lot of these houses. So what are some strategies that you can um, do going forward as your age starts to uh, catch up with you and you start to realize some of these things that for me, inevitably, I'm faced with, um, you know, having to do these jobs with a 21 inch mower now, um, you know, as those larger properties are fading away. Uh, so, you know, one of the things that I could do is obviously pack it in and try something different, um, and, uh, you know, uh, go to a desk job or a regular job, but it's not really in me. Uh, when I start to think about it seriously, my wife always says, well, you know, if you're always complaining about your knees and stuff, why don't you do something different? Why don't you, uh, uh, 
go work here or go work there or something. You'd be really good at that. Um, and I think, well, you know what? I've been, I've been on my own, uh, working for myself for over uh, 10 years now. Um, I've had so many business ideas and things in the past, other businesses that I've tried before lawn care and, um, you know, I've learned from each and every one of them, but I know that I am entrepreneurial at heart. Um, uh, and this is what makes me happy. Uh, I always used to say that, uh, you know, it really didn't matter to me what I was doing. Um, as long as I was working for myself, that that would be enough. And, uh, I have to say that that is partly true. I am entrepreneurial. I know I'm happiest when I'm working for myself and I'm not following other people's schedules and things like that. Um, but there is a part of me that, um, you know, thinks that maybe trying something different would be good as well, as long as it was for myself. Um, but I keep going back to the point or back to the thing that lawn care, and it may be just because of the experience and the years of doing it, is just so easy to do. It's just so easy to make money doing and making good money doing. And I give this example to my wife that, um, yes, I could go and work for a, another job, go back to the sort of nine to five workforce if I wanted. But number one, I would lose my freedom of doing what I want when I want, being able to go away, being able to, you know, basically, uh, take off and, you know, do things like camping or go on vacations whenever, uh, you know, is convenient to me. Uh, if the kids have a soccer, um, tournament or something, um, you know, out of, uh, the province or, you know, going into Washington or Oregon or something like that, you know, it's just easy for me to just go, um, where, you know, having a nine to five job again, I would lose all that. So that's a huge part for me. Um, the other thing is, is when I think about, you know, if I'm starting in a workforce and I'm going to go and get a job doing whatever it is, um, you know, what are you going to be compensated for your time for that? Um, and you know, I gave her the example, um, that, uh, you know, if you were to work at, uh, some retail store or something, you'd probably get paid such and such dollars per hour. Well, you know, and at the end of that, uh, you know, say a typical eight hour shift, you'd come home with this much pay and you know, whatever, that's fine. But I can make that, you know, same amount of money, that day's worth of uh, pay. I can do that even as I'm getting older and sore knees and starting to slow down, I can still make that amount of money, you know, in three or four hours working for myself. So even if I were to, uh, lower the expectations of what I wanted to make, um, you know, if I was okay with doing that, which, you know, I'm still not, I'm still, you know, trying to push myself to make the amount of money I can, but still maintaining the freedom. Uh, but there's the option as you get older, you can still lower that as long as you're making sort of a minimum amount that you need, but you can do it in a lot less time with lawn care, uh, or running a landscaping business than you could, uh, you know, some other business. And who's to say that, 
leaving lawn care and going into some retail job or something like that and being on your feet uh, for eight hours a day isn't going to still cause the same amount of joint pain and and fatigue and stuff than uh, lawn care. At least with uh, the lawn care business, it's flexible. You can do ramp it up and slow it down as you need it. You're your own boss and uh, you can, uh, you know, make good money pretty easily. Um, like I say, right, once you get um, comfortable in it, um, it's very easy to make uh, uh, good money. So, you know, that was another uh, option. The other option is to start, uh, you know, this being my 11th year, I've always been by myself. But another thing you can think of is to start hiring out to do those other uh, heavier jobs. Uh, and that is another option. Um, another uh, you know, getting some crews or, or some help and stuff like that, taking it another level, I should say, and getting some crews and not doing any of the work myself would be an option and doing basically running the crews and, uh, uh, doing estimating and that sort of stuff is, uh, another option I, uh, look at. Um, and then, uh, another option, um, I think I've mentioned in the past is, uh, possibly franchising. Uh, and this is because, um, not because it's something I ever thought about doing originally, but because, um, it's something that people keep asking me about. Now, um, you know, it hasn't been a ton of people, but like I said in the past, I think in an episode, in a past episode about my branding and stuff and how it's working out, um, and how I know that it's, um, you know, paying off all the effort I've put into branding and consistency is the fact that, um, you know, last year alone, I had two people, um, on two separate occasions come up to me and ask me if I had franchises for sale. Um, so, well, actually one of them came up to me personally and asked me if I had franchise for sale. And the second one was a, a call that I missed. I didn't hear the phone ring and they left a voicemail message and uh, the person was inquiring on whether we had franchises for sale that they'd seen uh, the trucks and trailers around and uh, were interested in getting information about uh, uh, franchises. Um, so those things signaled to me about uh, the branding working and put a thought in my mind that I'd never thought of before and had no intention of thinking of before it was uh, the whole franchising. So I haven't uh, put uh, any more thought about it, but it's something that I look into in the fact that you know, I don't know if I want to, even though I'm getting older and all that stuff, once you put in that effort and you've gotten to this point, um, you don't want to turn away from it. And, uh, you know, your brand is starting to get recognized. You've done all the right things. You know, you're starting to see these signs of things, you know, even though I'm getting tired and knees are getting sore and I don't know if I want to um, necessarily continue um, at the pace that I have been, you know, that I should start looking at some, maybe some options of uh, how to transition or take the company to the next level um, with, uh, you know, maybe crews and things like that um, while still trying to figure out that balance of maintaining my freedom, which is the most important uh, aspect to me and being able to have that family time and not being completely consumed by uh, the business. So these are all things I'm sort of struggling with at the moment. 
for this year going into the 11th year and figuring out a thing. But I, all again, I don't want to uh, walk away uh, from the brand because it's really starting to, um, you know, pay dividends. All the, the work I've put in is really starting to show um, in the fact, uh, you know, one basic fact that, uh, you know, calls come in now and I don't really need to uh, do any, uh, you know, door to door postcards or advertising or anything like that. Uh, the brand is, uh, you know, um, large enough now, uh, and has been around and established enough now, I guess is the more appropriate term that, uh, you know, calls are naturally coming in organically, um, from it. So, uh, you know, it's not uh, something I want to turn my back on right now. Uh, or go away from, because I think, uh, you know, in the next, uh, year or two, it's really going to, uh, uh, you know, it has the potential to really take off. So, you know, these are all things you have to consider, uh, when you're getting older. I know, uh, I probably got off track there a bunch of times, just trying to explain, uh, sort of, uh, my thoughts around, uh, uh, you know, that whole getting older and that sort of thing. So I apologize for that if that's, um, if you find that in this episode. Uh, but I'm just trying to give you guys some sort of background and, and, you know, to my thought process on it. Uh, so I'm just not, um, you know, like a talking head, just, uh, uh saying, uh, you know, my points of view without any sort of, uh, uh, what would you say? Um, you know, with nothing, nothing substantial behind what led me to those uh, thought processes. So that's, uh, you know, a couple of the options you got to consider. Um, and again, you know, there's one of that's what I love about the lawn care business, um, is that it can be as large or small. You can adapt it to, you know, how, how much you want to do or how big you want to grow. If you want to have, uh, all those crews, you want to do commercial properties, you want to do all that you can, but if you want to stay a single operator, uh, with, you know, just you or you and a buddy, um, and, uh, you know, make a decent uh, living, you can do that as well. Um, it's so adaptable and, um, you know, once you start doing it and you see, um, you know, as long as you're capable physically of keeping up to it, once you see how easy it can be, um, you know, that light bulb goes off and it's just like, you know, what the heck uh, else could I be doing with, you know, very little training um, and, you know, make a living and be my own boss and all that sort of stuff. Um, you know, lawn care is a great, uh, great, uh, way to do that. Um, <clears throat> and like I say, you know, uh, it's a, a job that adapts, um, as you grow older, you can change it and sort of make it, uh, however you want it. Um, you know, you consider <clears throat> people do things for different reasons. I would much rather, you know, going into older age, um, continue, I think doing lawn care. Um, and you know, if, if, if you're doing it for the financial part of it, 
um, as far as, you know, being able to make ends meet and all that sort of stuff, you know, going into lawn care, like I say, I would much rather be able to even going, being older, uh, going into lawn care and say, uh, you know, banging off a couple of lawns in a day, even if you were doing like two lawns in a day versus maybe being something like you see a lot of uh, older people uh, going in and being, um, uh, say, a Walmart greeter or something like that. And you compare that and it's like, okay, you're going to sit there all day long and you may do it for different reasons. Maybe it's just uh, the social aspect and all that. And then that's totally different and that's fine. But uh, if it's for financial reasons and stuff, you know, doing a lawn care and even banging off one lawn or two lawns a day um, as a, a senior keeps you healthy, keeps you in shape. I look at my dad who's, uh, you know, 81 this year. And I, you know, he does a lot of walking. He's always done tons of walking. Um, you know, every day he's walking. Um, he's in great shape for 81. Uh, he still mows his own lawn and all that sort of stuff. And I think, oh, uh, you know, you could still do that even at 81. Uh, do, you know, his own lawn. He could probably do another lawn if he wanted to. And uh, probably make more money on two lawns than, uh, you know, maybe the day working as a greeter at Walmart not that my dad is a greeter at Walmart, but I'm saying, you know, as a senior citizen doing that, if you're physically able to, uh, and then you have the rest of the day to yourself to do whatever you want. Um, so lawn care is just so adaptable is the whole point I'm trying to get at. Um, and your age, although a consideration, I guess the bottom line is, is it shouldn't be a restricting factor on your success. Um, that, uh, you just have to keep in mind that if you're doing it in or doing it as a solo operation, it will take a toll on you physically. Um, and you won't be able to do as much as you used to, but you'll still be able to do some. And you may find that that is still a better living than you could do otherwise in some other, say minimum wage, um, you know, entry level job somewhere. If you have no skills, um, or no, um, you know, accreditations or anything like that to do something else. And, uh, you may just find, uh, like for me, um, with my personal freedom and time being the most important thing to me to be able to spend time with my kids and do things and, and be able to do what I want when I want that lawn care, even if I can't keep up with what I used to do, uh, going forward, if I decide that, uh, you know, if I decide I don't want to go into franchising or don't want to deal with having crews or um, that sort of thing, if I still want to keep it a single, you know, one man operation, basically, that, um, you know, it's still, I'm still better off than going out and getting a job and working for somebody else. Uh, just because I maintain my freedom and I can still make, um, you know, the same amount of money, even if I uh, go down uh, on workload uh, as if I were to get, uh, you know, depending on the type of job you go and find uh, that you can still uh, quite easily um, make a good, decent living. 
So I think that's about it uh, for this year or this week, I should say. Um, looking at the clock here, I just hit an hour. is a lot longer than I expected for this episode. I thought uh, it would uh, only be about a half hour episode. Uh, so that's uh, telling me that I'm rambling on a bit too much. So I'll end it there. Um, so uh, that's all for this week. Uh, thanks again for listening. And uh, be sure to join me next week for another episode. Until then, here's to wishing you guys all overwhelming success and freedom in your lawn care business. Bye for now.